It's recording now. A su nombre. Father, you are worthy. A su nombre. Father, you are given all the glory. A su nombre. Father, forever we are thankful for your love and for your mercy. Amen. Amen. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Nameless Servants. The boys are back. The Knicks are back. <laughs> um, the, the, the original Canelo. Keep it going. The AKA, brown boy. A.K.A. The brown boy. A.K.A. Brownathan, aka shout out to my cousins <laughs> <laughs> man see that's a beautiful thing when it comes to family right um for me like i like i already told you this before and maybe i've already mentioned this already that uh, i don't have any extended family here in canada so it's just my brother and my two parents and everything and everyone else is either back home or dispersed either somewhere in the states yeah. or somewhere else but to know that like you have those kind of inside jokes or those nicknames with your cousins that here are here yeah it's a beautiful thing man yeah shout out to like the family like obviously we're not as close as we used to be um everybody's like doing their adult thing i guess you could say a bunch of us have um kids married all that fun stuff and you kind of grow apart unfortunately but shout out to to the family still we're always praying for them we're always hoping that they find their way to Christ from one way or another, right? Mm -hmm. You don't want, you never want someone to come to Christ on bad terms, if that makes any sense. You know on what I mean? Bad like, terms? What do you mean? On bad terms, in the sense of um, hurt. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Again. <laughs> hurt. 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 Yeah, like crying on their knees, right? You want so, even though a lot of the times that's how most of us come to Christ. Like uh, it's like, like broken hearted. Kind yeah, of broken hearted. Like um, going through the struggles, through going through the the trials, the tribulations, right? Which is what sometimes uh, makes us realize who God really is in our in our hearts and in our lives, right? And like I know it's it's hard for someone to come to Christ when everything is going perfect, right? But um, sometimes you don't want them to be going through that, you know, that really, really hard times to, in order for them to understand who really God is in their life. Okay. Okay. Uh, Does that make sense? Yeah. So I'm, um, yeah, I wanted you to expand because it, for me right away, like I, I feel like all, um, anyone who, before Christ and a lot of testimonies and stories I would hear, they would come to Christ when they are broken, when they have nothing else, or when they hit rock bottom, right? Mm -hmm. But the way that you're expanded it is, and again, um, maybe this is where the clarification is that when it comes to your own, your blood, like you don't want them to come that way because it also really impacts you, right? Exactly. Because you may know like the circumstance where they're coming from. So I can, I, in that sense, I understand because... Um, and again, it's a different perspective, right? When it comes to you versus me, right? I don't have any family here, so anytime I see someone who comes to the altar, whoever is called, and maybe they don't have Christ in their life or they don't know Christ, but they're coming from a certain perspective or a certain point in their life where they're so broken, they're so um, emotionally, physically beaten down, spiritually beaten down to the point where they have nowhere else to look towards, and then mm -hmm. they hear that message, right? They hear that name, mm -hmm. and they feel something within them, right? Where, again, evangelists and pastors and preachers, they're iconic for saying, like, uh, like, no sé quién tú eres, pero sé que hay alguien aquí que necesita... 
yeah. liberación, necesita algo, un cambio en su vida radical, right? So, <clears throat> so in that sense, I, um, that's, I guess that's where I see it, but I, I understand now from where you're coming from, you don't want it, you want your family not to be in that position where you rather, hopefully, hopefully, right? You want your family to be in a position where everything is good, but they still hear a message where it impacts them to a point where they still come to Christ. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah, like, because... Woo! Yeah. Ten points for me. Ding, 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 Winner, winner, winner. Um, no, Look at like... that decipher right there. Look at that breakdown. <laughs> Give me that play-by-play. -play. <laughs> yes, sir. Sign ESPN, ESPN signed this guy already. Come on now. <laughs> Commentator right Stephen here. Stephen A. Smith, get up. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> Shout out to Mark Jackson. Uh, what's mm. it called? Uh, yeah, I also mean it in the sense, like, you know how we grew up in the church, right? We grew up not knowing but you know we're told what god should be in our lives and when we break away from that is when you know you you know about god's love and compassion and his mercy towards us right but you don't it's not like you have this personal relationship with god right, right. and then when you steer away from that is when you're like when you you think you're living your best life that you're doing what you want you you've it's been years since you've been in church and you don't even want to hear your your parents talk to you about god or whatever the case may be right but then you start going through the trials and tribulations and you start remembering what you were taught as a child mm -hmm. and then you're it's like you come to that realization right i don't want someone to go through like so such hard times that they have to come to that realization if that makes any sense so again right you're providing more context more yeah. more um more perspective that i don't see maybe others here as well because again right if we focus on just that example of you don't want people coming to christ who are hurt right that can throw a lot of people off like mm -hmm. what the heck does he mean? you know but yeah. again with, with with what you're saying right now a lot of us, and we have a biased perspective as well in the sense that we were very fortunate to be born into the faith. Yeah. Right? So we know about church. We know about the gospel. We know about that culture. We know about that lifestyle ever since we were kids, right? So it definitely makes sense in our minds that we come from a mindset that we know about God's love and His mercy. And we know about when it comes to the Bible saying that you neither can be hot or cold, right? Mm. Right? The Bible's really specifies like he rather us be cold if and not be lukewarm at all right yeah it says it, it says it's better to be cold than lukewarm exactly so the bible you, says yeah. si estás sucio ensuciate mas yeah. so if you're dirty get even more dirty because yeah, you're yeah. It's, it's no you can't be half and half yeah there's no in between if, if you're gonna go if, if you're gonna go hard go hard well like. yeah I, I didn't want to say that because I, I i don't want to misguide anyone if they are in a certain situation exactly Right, because um, to those who are in that position, right? Of course, we're trying to say that come you need to, to, yeah, come to Christ and be hot, right? But biblically speaking, right, we can see the only example, like, well, not the only, but the one that one that pops in my mind right away is is Paul, right? When he was all in for it, or there was someone else, I forget, I don't know if it's Solomon, or there was some someone in the Bible who really experienced everything in the world. Mm -hmm. where, what do you mean, everything in the world? Where, um. And again, correct me if I'm wrong, where the one verse in the, in the Bible, it says like, todo es vanidad de vanidades. Jesus said that. Vanidad de vanidades, todo es vanidad. But wasn't there someone else? Probably. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to fact check this. Ding, I apologize. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Let me look up. <laughs> Where's Jamie when you need him? 
right <laughs> anyways i will get i will for the next one i will um come back to that and if anyone who's listening if you know what i'm saying like by all means reach out and let us know but i know there is somebody in the bible who experienced everything and they said that there is nothing was worth it nothing was it was job it. no it was not job it was it, it was someone um who who did everything in the world and, and came back saying that there's nothing in the world that can fill that void only christ can hmm Anyways, we'll move we'll move aside with that and just continue with. It might have been Paul because Paul, if you think about it, if you look at Paul's story, right? Sorry, if you think about Paul's story, he was a persecutor of the Christians, right? So I don't he, think it was Paul though because he knew about the the law so much, right? He was just persecuting the Christians, so he never lived a life that was outside of the law because he practiced it so much, right? Yeah, you're right. Right, so I don't think it was Paul; it was someone else. But again, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna let it go for now, because <laughs> because again, you brought up something very interesting, right? And I want to I want to make sure that we stay on that just for the moment. When it comes to us knowing about God's love, right? Again, we can't be back and forth, right? And and I think that's what you're trying to say is that we have family or we know certain individuals that know about that grew up in that culture that grew up with that faith that heard about the bible heard about the word right know about prayer know about worship all the things when it comes to being a christ follower Mm -hmm. but it comes to a point in their life where yes they're old enough to make a decision right so it's it's it it sucks a lot right and and you and i both know this when we first started out right as little kids the amount of people that we knew or know and as to However many years later, to this point now, when we reflect those who were there with us in the past, where are they now? Yeah. Now, majority of them are not with us, right? It's a small amount of us, right? Which is a sad thing to, to see and to say. But, <clears throat> but again, going back to what you were saying, you would hope that, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, where um, they don't, they're not in a certain lifestyle where they are in that uh, mindset where at this point they've, you hope, and, and I hope that, they have it ingrained in their mind and their soul and their practice that they're not going to walk away regardless of the situation. What do you mean, like walk away? Like walk well, away from what? From the faith. Oh. Right? Yeah. I don't know. I, th- I think if you're, um, if you've been taught the right way, there's still a little bit, there's something in the back of your head. You know, telling you the way you're living your life is not the way you should be living your life. Holy Spirit. You know what I mean? The Holy Spirit. There's Holy Spirit. Still some, there's still a green, there's still a green in there like that tells you like, hey. Yeah. It's that second voice, right? It's that subconscious. Exactly. It's that other part of you, right? Because I, I can speak on my behalf, right? Where I had moments where estuve en el mundo también, right? Whether yeah. it be parties, whether it be drinking, whatever the case is. And every single time that I'd be out there, I would always have that voice. That like, guilt. Right, that guilt. Right, mm-hmm. that's the key word right there. Like, what are you doing? You know, you're not supposed to be supposed to be doing this. Exactly. I had the exact same the exact same experience. Right, whenever I was out doing my thing, like there was something in the back of my head always telling me, like, this is not what you're supposed to be doing. And I actually heard God's voice several times tell me, this is not your place. Mm-hmm. Right, but as men, we're so, um, what's the word? Turbios. We're so. Uh, <laughs> we're so um hard-headed sometimes that we don't we necios. Re- yeah necios that was the word i was i was looking for i got you brother necios like we we refuse to understand what god's trying to tell us or 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 lo hacemos los locos right that yeah. we're pretending like we don't know right 
or we we just or we're just so curious that we want to experience right mm-hmm. at least I, that's what i think it was for me right because yeah. we were taught so young that you can't do this you can't do that right and of course as children it's like why 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 and and i think short answer and again i wonder if this is something where either the the church failed us or maybe the leaders failed us or maybe our parents and to an extent failed us where they didn't provide breakdown explanation and maybe then i forget but it's something that we want to know what is right the basis behind why we don't do these things right of course we know now um and for sure it's something that we can definitely explain right yeah but we won't get into that too much but we know as well that either way it is the incorrect thing to do i think i think one one thing that we need to rectify is that uh, it's so easy to point the blame at the parents right but at the end of the day, when you get to a certain age, you're going to make your own decisions. Oh, definitely. Regardless yeah. of what, what what you've been taught, right? Yeah. So I think it's not fair to to point the blame at the parents because you, you see that a lot within the Christian community. Oh, they didn't, they didn't teach their kids, right? Oh, they weren't doing their, their, their job as a parent, right? You can do your job as a parent. You can show them the right way. You can teach them. You can show them the Bible. But at the end of the day, your kids are always going to make their own decisions. You can tell them, hey, don't do that. And it's like you're telling them to do it. Mm-hmm. They're always going to, children are always going to find a way, not even children, even adults, right? At the end of the day, uh, you're going to find their way to, like you said, curiosity. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we'll get the better of you. And, you'll make you'll make your mistakes right curiosity influence and the people that you're around with, exactly right? peer um, pressure is peer pressure plays a big, a big part of it yeah, right yeah, for sure. um and we always we it's looking back now like as an adult and seeing what the stuff i did as a teenager as a as a young adult i'm looking back i'm like man what was i thinking like for sure now now there's a different perspective uh, just the other day, my wife and I watched a, a movie, an, a, the new Adam Sandler movie. I don't know if you heard of it. It's called... Um, <laughs> Come on, bro. Who are you asking? <laughs> I know. I'm asking the wrong guy. It's called You Are So Not Invited to My Bat Mitzvah or whatever. Oh, I did I did see that. Okay. But it's a story about Adam Sandler's daughter who's going through her crazy teenage years, right? Mm-hmm. And I was watching that and I'm like, man, I'm so out of tune with that way of thinking, that teenager mindset. But when I was there, it's like only I—I th- I thought I knew it all. I, knew, yeah. I thought I had all the answers, yeah. but you don't. Yeah. And you're so closed off in listening to the adults. Yeah. But now I'm in that position that I'm an yeah. adult now. Yeah. And I was—I was watching that. I'm like, man, I am—I <laughs> am not looking forward to when my kids become teenagers, because that's going to be another battle. And that's the crazy thing, eh? Because this movie has been played and i'm not talking about specifically that movie i just like the whole the the theme that we're talking about right now that movie has been played over and over and over right exactly we as kids you yeah like you said the key thing is that we think we know everything they have no idea um but the story is always being repeated right where you have your rebellious stage where you want to do things the way that you want to do mm-hmm. right especially with the people because again there's a lot of influence at school right oh, because yeah. you're hearing a lot of perspectives you're hearing a lot of commentary a lot of voices and again your ego's in check like you're trying to figure out who you are as a person you're trying to figure out who you are in in in, in the ecosystem of like your boys or, or in the females kind of thing right yeah. what kind of uh person that you want to make sure that everybody sees you like they say this about you oh this guy is 
party animal. Oh, this guy is book smart. Oh, this guy doesn't uh, fights or this guy is a pushover. Like what is like the description that you want to have, right? Yeah. And I think for us guys, I think that was a big like well, probably females as well. The but, rep, right? It's the reputation is yeah. a huge thing when it comes to that, right? So of course you don't want to seem as weak, you don't want to seem as soft, you don't want to seem anything like that, right? You're there to make your name, make your case kind of thing. So in those situations, right? when the topics come up of like oh yo there's this party that's happening this weekend like they look around they look around and if you have any sort of rep kind of thing like yo you you're deaf no he's definitely gonna be like what is gonna be that type of dialogue directed towards you right mm-hmm. um because again that's either gonna make you or break you like are you gonna stand on your own two feet but again at that same time it's just like it the influence is tough man because you don't have the wisdom or the general thinking that your parents are trying to teach you but in the same time you said something key right there where parents are so out of tune with their youth right yes they probably lived through something similar but how can they vocalize that to the point where we actually will listen and understand to what they're saying yeah because uh their struggles as teenagers aren't, aren't the same struggles that we had as teenagers and it's not the struggles that the teenagers have now right there's different there's levels to it right because go go expand on that because i'm interested that you're saying that. yeah because the teenagers now have that thing, right? Social media. We didn't have social media. Like, social media was starting when we were teenagers, right? Like, Facebook was, like, brand new. There was no Instagram when we were in high school. There was no uh, yeah, it, Snapchat or, or I TikTok. Us, I think for us, it was MySpace that really was dominant. And then Facebook was slowly being introduced. Yeah, and even MySpace was, like, not nothing compared to... That's true. There was nothing no, compared that's to That's true. It, it was just... I remember just uploading photos and yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. music and stuff like yeah. that. Like and it was MSN was something like that, but it was a very close circle because it was only yeah. of you and your schoolmates. That's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah, and your friends in church and your homies or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't the same. It was like not yeah, even wasn't able close. to connect us into a very global aspect as Instagram and Facebook. yeah, like you never. I, well, me personally, I never saw like anybody posting like or putting on their name on MSN talking bad about someone. Like yeah. well, it wasn't the same, right? The only thing would be loving this person yeah or loving this person yeah right? that was the quote-unquote uh relationship official relationship status kind of thing at that time when like oh this person they're going out that's when they say loving loving yeah and when and and going back to the same thing like our parents didn't even have internet right so it's like something completely different then like when we were kids yeah their social media was actually face-to-face at school and the if newspaper. they were to hang out the newspaper or they were to hang out afterwards kind of thing that was the only way that there would be their social media yeah because if gossip has gossip has been around since the beginning yeah like let's not like pretend that back then <laughs> my dad makes me laugh because he's always like oh when we watch a movie and it's like from the 50s or whatever he's like in esos tiempos uh, era más sano blah 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 blah, blah. And i'm like Man, if you really look at it, it wasn't. There and was stuff there still that even though like it was more uh, hidden, it was still there. You know, and I'm glad you're saying that because um, that's that's what I was going to, that's when I want to ask you to expand on what you were saying earlier. That's what I was, I was trying to come across where the experiences for the most part are still the same, right? Yeah. But the circumstances have been adjusting and I think that's what you're trying to also differentiate from yeah. our time to from our time to like the now the kids of this time and to our parents time right but yeah keep, keep going. yeah because um i don't know social media picks 
plays a huge part in it, right? Like everybody's Definitely. trying to get likes, everyone's trying to get loves, all this status, stuff, right? right? It's all yeah, status. everybody's trying to be TikTok famous, all this, all this stuff, like, um, and that that plays a huge part, right? Because we're talking about um, peer pressure, right? There's that peer pressure into who has the most followers, or who's getting the most likes, or how many views they're getting on their TikToks or, or Snapchat, Snapchat stories, or instagram stories yeah. or whatever the case may or be who's right? making the most most bang when it comes to online stuff exactly and you know that's that's a big thing now right like yeah. people are going crazy because they want to get more views people are getting going crazy because they want to get more likes they want to be more famous on on their platforms it's whatever the new, the new addiction then it's a it is an addiction right like oh uh, i want to get as much streams as joe rogan podcast right like i want to get to that level it's like man if i'm making this kind of views and i'm making this kind of money then what's the point of me staying in school or what's the point of me doing this and that when i know that i can start making some some money and build upon it and to even get to a point where you can see other youtubers that they're completely dependent on the streaming right the yeah l- let me say something reckless to get more views like yeah. well there's that famous saying uh bad publicity is better than no publicity right yeah. so it's like like there's a quick example i can tell there's many examples we can use but like just one i saw recently where there was again either this tiktok person or some kind of social media streamer where they're on this plane and apparently quote unquote when they're in flight mid-flight their plane was malfunctioning where to the point the engine turned off so they had to abort and jump out with a parachute so oh, that was what the it, that's what he was saying right that's his story that's the guy but, that crashed the plane right yeah exactly so you know what i'm saying so to the point where the news and they did their investigation like they're actually that's false again i don't know who's right or wrong right i'm just speculating on what i'm hearing right which again has a huge power yeah. <laughs> when it comes to narration right um but long story short yeah they figured out that no there was no malfunction with the plane it was still able to fly this now was he's all facing lies. like 30 years in prison something I, like that i have no idea right? yeah some crazy number like but just that's the example right there right how at what point or what extension point do people do to get those views yeah and people go they they go hard man like they really want to be famous and yeah. and then you got like i see i see justin bieber right mm-hmm. and i see how that's miserable this guy looks like on the streets and the paparazzi is like hey justin blah, 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 right? it's like and he's like man just let me live my life <laughs> and it's like bro you know you could easily just just get out of it like stop making music stop doing this like mm, just drop out of the you want completely. you want to be miserable you want you want to continue being famous now you have to deal with this the consequences of being famous yeah they, they he got used to a certain lifestyle he exactly. wants to live that lifestyle he wants that money right yeah so he married the girl that that was that's famous too like man like what what do you expect is gonna happen yeah right with the good with the bad right exactly so you want to be famous you're gonna have to deal with paparazzi you want to be famous you're gonna have to deal with people criticizing your life you want to be famous you got to deal with all this the the negativity that comes with that right Mm. so what's more important you living a peaceful life or you being famous oh you want to be famous all right deal with it bro yeah like man up unless you come up with another idea where you can still make that same amount of money but in a different avenue where it's not public right as you see with a lot of other probably billionaires or millionaires that are not famous in a certain extent but they're doing something behind the scenes where they're able to still go to a grocery store and still everyday life right Mm -hmm. where they don't draw attention to themselves yeah and like and they say that people come from like a supposedly comes from a christian background right yeah so he knows better and like he's supposedly he's done christian music like 
Yeah. And that's not up to me, like, to say if it is, if it's not, right? But for me, when it comes to, like, people acting a certain way, I'm like, your actions speak louder than your words, right? You can say you love Jesus, but are you living that life like Jesus wants you to live, right? It's interesting because, right, there be situations where I think I have seen him where the title of the song is, like, Justin Bieber praising God or mm-hmm. worshiping God, and it, it does definitely look like that. But then to see the other side of it where, again, we're, we're, we're speculating on like a one kind of post, one kind of picture kind of thing. Like maybe it was just an off day from whatever the case is. Maybe something's happening that we don't know about, right? It's all speculative, but still it seems like um, if you are true to being that kind of lifestyle, right? It, it seems very difficult to kind of comprehend like, man, if, if you have all this, but you still are you know, quote-unquote, practicing the faith kind of thing, then why are you still looking that way kind of thing? Well, we're talking about it's better to be cold than lukewarm, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of lukewarm Christians. And let's not, let's not, um, right? let's not, like, sugarcoat it. Right. Let's let's just hit the nail in the coffin. Say it the way it is. Yeah. Call it the way There's it a is. lot of lukewarm. And these celebrities, these celebrities that are quote-unquote Christians are quote-unquote or are lukewarm Christians, yeah. right? Because you can't... Christians by title. Yeah, Christians by title. You can't say you're a follower of Christ and you're out drinking, smoking, whatever, partying, like Kanye West, right? This man says he's Christian. He even came out with a Christian album and everything. Yeah. Jesus is, is Christ or whatever. Jesus his album is king. Was. Jesus is king, right? Own church, yeah, he's, own gospel group kind of thing. Yeah, he's in Europe acting a fool. Like, man... Yeah. <laughs> Like you're not you if if anything what you're doing is degrading the name of Jesus by acting a, a certain way right yeah. and How that's are you being any different that's not to say as Christians we need to uh, pretend to be something that we're not we are all sinners at the end of the day mm-hmm. right but we can't be sinning on purpose mm-hmm. or doing it on purpose yeah knowing what is the truth exactly so yeah. you got like people like Kanye West, you got Jesus, Justin Bieber, you got Steph Curry, you got all these people, Chris Pratt, they're saying they're Christians. You know, the modern Pharisees kind of thing, right? But they're not. They're not living. Like, yeah. at the end of the day, you got to do what, what Christ said and, and when the Pharisees were telling the apostles certain things and he said to them, do what they do, do what they say, not what they do. Mm-hmm. Right? Because at the end of the day, these people are saying they're Christians, they're not acting like Christians, okay, it's fine. Just... Let them live their life. But if they if they are confronted with the truth, we have to tell them the truth. Hey, you're not living your life the way you're supposed to be living it. If you say you are a true follower of Christ, then walk the way Christ walked. Yeah. Or try to walk the way Christ, Christ walked, right? Because you and I, we make our mistakes as well, right? Mm-hmm. Just like they do. The difference is we're not trying. We're not trying to do it on purpose. We're not trying to sin on purpose. We're not going yeah. out and partying. And the intent isn't there to purposely have that uh, moment that we failed or we messed up, kind of thing. Exactly. Right? If anything, I believe that all of our intentions is to be out of the best intentions, right? Try to try to lift someone up or try to do our own best and duty. But again, like you said, right? We make mistakes. Failures happen where we assume that we're doing the right thing. But at the end of it, we're not. Like Steph Curry, right? He They say he's he's a Christian, right? But when they won the championship, what was he doing? 
He's out popping bottles, oh, smoking cigars. cigars. Yeah. You can do, you can win a championship and still not indulge in those things, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, be the light in, in the darkness. Yeah. Be the difference. Yep. So people can see and be like, hey, look at this guy. Like, Especially with the platform that he has, right? Exactly, man. Like When he carries that title ship that, yes, he is a Christian, but then everyone is watching like, wait, this, he's a Christian? Wait, is this how Christians are? Yeah, is Christians this, are no longer different than me. Yeah, is, is is this how like the Christians are are acting? It's cool. I want to go to church because I can still drink and smoke and swear and do all this stuff that I want yeah. that I was doing before. Like, there's no difference. You're living in grace. Yeah, that's all you hear, right? We're living in grace. Or they like to really, I assume they like to use that uh, example of like, oh, I'm not perfect though. Mm. That's why I'm so thankful. God's I, mercy, kind of thing of God's love. I hate hearing that, man. I it, it boils my blood when someone says, "Oh, I'm not perfect." No, who is? Yeah, no one's perfect, bro. Don't but use we, that. But we strive exactly. For That's not right? an excuse to like live your life the way you want to live it, yeah. right? Because there's the way you living your life the way you want, and then there's the way that God wants you to live it. Because it's it's the thing where um, I also think about like the question for everyone to really ask, like to ask themselves, right? Have I Am I a believer in the faith? One. Two. Have I accepted Jesus Christ, our only Lord and Savior? Right? Three. Have I been baptized in the waters? Right? Four. Have I been baptized in the Spirit? Right? Mm. Five. Um, am I a practicing Christian? Do I believe in prayer? Do I believe in worship? Do I believe in fasting? Six. Right? To that point where, and I don't know if I'm missing anything else. Believe right? in Jesus is God. Right? Believe in Jesus is God. Believe in the written word. Believe in the Bible. All that stuff. Right? When you... When you have that self-assessment and you ask those questions to yourself, and if they all check off, right, just just for argument's sake, um, then how how can you still be living a certain lifestyle, right? How can you how can you still live, like, quote unquote, your own life? Because if you do, if these all these things check off then you know when it comes to scripture when it comes to bible if you're knowledgeable of the bible and you and you don't put your time into learning about it you know that many times in bible and the example of jesus christ himself right where he was living a certain way right he was living as a carpenter right that was his work but then when it came to the moment where he was called to do something he no longer became that right he became a he became a man of his word where he lived often to the world where he would preach, teach, whatever the case may be, right? Even again to the point where Paul, even himself, right? When he wrote the letter, I forget who it was too, but where he says, now that Christ, I, I no longer live, mm -hmm. right? Now Christ lives in me, right? It, it, that should get you to think that no longer it's... About you. Right? The way we want to think, how we want to live, right? Mm -hmm. It's now becomes so much greater than that that we need to strive to f find what is... The purpose that God have us to live according to His will. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because Paul understood that he wasn't living his life the way he wanted to live his life anymore. He was living his life the way Christ wanted him to live it. That's why he said that. Ya, ya no vivo yo, mas Cristo vive en mí. No longer do I live, but Christ who lives with through me, because he knew his job no longer was to collect money to to persecute the Christians. His job was to take the message of Jesus Christ. To all who wanted to listen. Mm -hmm. That was his main purpose in life now. Right? So when it comes to that self-assessment of those number of things, right? That's where that's where I'm curious to, when I look towards, when I went in the names of like, say, Kanye, Justin Bieber, Steph Curry, anyone else who has that kind of platform but call themselves Christian. He's just like, has anyone brought up 
this stuff to them Man, do I, they know about it or are they just ignorant about it or they just try to like oh yeah yeah, yeah i know i know i know and just continue to do what they're doing right yeah i've always wondered the exact same thing right i'm always like do these people have someone that's that's on their side and be like hey man what are you doing yeah like kanye west right i wish i could be like i don't want to say a part of his entourage but i wish i could be with him and just be like just sit him down and just be like man what are you doing you want to be about christ be about christ that problem you know what the problem is man money talks everything else walks so the problem there is their their pursuit in having more and more and more money outweighs their love for for god mm-hmm. right it becomes like that that young man who comes up to christ and says how do i have eternal life right, right. and and jesus says do you fast yes i fast jesus asked him do you do you love your do you honor your your mother and your father yes i do do you do this yes i do okay get all your money you said gra- grab all your things all your possessions sell it and give it to the poor yeah and then follow me and then follow me and what did it what, what does the bible say happened the man walked away sad. Yeah, Why? Can't. Because his love for money was greater than his love for God. Yeah. And these famous people, their love for money, their love for fame, is greater than their love for God. Right. So to be a real Christian is to understand that God is above all things. Like, again, right, going back to these individuals, right, I'm, I'm curious to know that, hey, maybe there's something that Steph Curry is doing in the Christian community that we don't know about. Maybe he is mm. tiding huge amounts, right? Maybe. <laughs> right? Who knows? Maybe he's doing something in the Christian community that we don't know about, right? Or maybe he does have a plan where he's going to retire in the next, I don't know, few years and then devote himself completely, 100% into the faith. Like, I have no idea, right? Um, to each to their own, and, and again, Godspeed to them, and hopefully that comes to a time in a moment where this realization and then like you said right um having someone in their lives and like I, i'm sure like they must be connected with so many people man famous and not famous like at some point there's got to be someone in their life to provide that voice of reason right either be a grandmother or be a cousin or be an auntie like there's always going to be someone who's well ingrained into the faith some way to kind of provide that like hey what's your plan what are you doing right you did this you did that what are you trying to prove here? The problem there is, man, because when you go, when you start getting a certain like certain level of status, uh, the people that start surrounding you start becoming yes man. You know what I mean? For sure. And they don't have like the right influence in their lives to be like, just like like I said, sit, sit them down and be like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like and because. You're paying for their, you're you're supporting their lifestyle. You're they're doing this, they're doing that. You don't want to say anything because you don't want to piss them off. You don't want to get them yeah, mad, you right? You want to lose, yeah. You don't want to lose that status yourself, right? Yeah. Like I think uh, it was like Charles Barkley who famously said that about uh, Michael Jordan, where Michael Jordan, when he mm-hmm. was the owner of the Bobcats. The Bobcats, Charlotte Hornets, right? <laughs> that um, he's surrounded, <laughs> right? That he's surrounded by a bunch of yes men. That he has no one, because it's tough for for someone to go against with what they're <laughs> with their with their uh, who's writing their checks, right? Uh, they just want to say, oh yeah, it's great. Oh, they, they yeah, they just want to please their the person, right? Because they're mm-hmm. worried that if they say no, if they go against it, then like you said, right? Then they're 
they don't longer have a certain lifestyle and they no longer have a certain income exactly which is probably massively inflated if they were to go somewhere else but what's the sign what's the true sign of a true of, of, of a christian person right they'll never sugarcoat it they'll tell you the truth they can do it with love right mm-hmm. you can do everything with love but at the end of the day the message should be clear yeah because i had a, if it's if it's specifically said in a certain way in the bible then say what it says in the word right you can't add certain words or take away certain words right of course like you said right there's a certain way that we can say it with love because as the bible says right everything we say say with love right to bring up people not to bring down people Mm -hmm. right because i had a situation right Mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago where uh, I, i was sitting with uh someone who's been in the faith for a long long time right and uh he was talking to a family member of of theirs and uh, he was like, oh, why didn't you go to church? And then they were like, oh, so-and-so didn't wake up on time, so I couldn't go, blah, 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 right? And I was just observing. I, I didn't get involved in the conversation because it wasn't my place, right? But I was observing the conversation. But the message that this person was trying to send to this other person... Wait, you were talking to this person directly and you were observing the conversation? No, no, no. I was... They, it was a conversation between two people, and I was just... Because they were at, the, we were at the table, and I was just observing. I was just listening, right? Because I didn't want to get involved in the conversation because it had nothing to do with me, right? <gasps> Careful, brother! Don't be Medici, man. Well, I was in the, I was in the table, so I was, I. Oh, I see. You're at the same table. As I they was were. at the same table. Okay, my as the conversation that was going okay, on. Okay, my bad, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were like across at another table, like, oh, what are they saying? That's how chambers begin, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I was, just, I was just observing the conversation, right? The message that the the Christian person was sending to this other person was right. The problem was the way it was being executed. He wasn't saying it with love. It was more like they were regañandoing them. Oh, pointing fingers. Yeah. So it's like the message was right, but the way that the message was coming across was was not the way it was supposed yeah. to be handled. It was too confrontational yeah because you can tell the other person probably was getting offended or the other person got upset and they stopped listening yeah so at the end of the day like we have to be careful how we 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 send out our message right yeah it's interesting that you say that because again i feel like that's something that either we lack that social intelligence or emotional intelligence or we just again with our own egos and our own personalities we just assume we're doing the right thing right mm-hmm. but not everyone can handle a certain type of criticism exactly right because you i would even hear like again going back to basketball where i remember Shaq was saying on on the, on the show where there's certain individuals that he can like destroy in a sense of verbally destroy like he like he can be absolutely brutal and honest with them not even having any filter and they can take that right that's what they want that's what they need that's what they strive for but there's others that he would try to do that and that would break them completely where he has to be more um patient he has to be very careful with the way he says try to say the way where they're not it's not offensive or or in a certain way that they can still listen and be like okay okay right did you watch the last dance the last dance the michael jordan documentary oh yes, yes. so in, the, in that in that documentary uh all of michael jordan's teammates were intimidated by him but there was this one white guy the one day michael was just yelling at him in, in practice and blah, blah 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 and telling him he was no good and and instead of like being like everybody else who's like oh michael's right he's 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 the airness whatever 
He got mad and he punched Michael Jordan in the face. Right? Because not... He punched Michael? I thought yeah, it was Steve Michael Kirk. Pike and punched him in the face. No, he punched Michael. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. <laughs> You're making me doubt it now. <laughs> Anyways, the point is, not everybody can handle criticism or will just... We'll just take it. Just take it. Yeah. There's people that can take it, the criticism, and there's other people that can't. Yeah. Right? Everybody handles uh, situations differently. Yeah. I'm the kind of guy you can yell at me all day long and I'll just stand there and take it. Right? Other people can't. Mm-hmm. Other people will get upset. They'll talk back. Whatever the case. Right? Or that, whatever that friendship is, broken at that spot kind of thing. I'm the kind of guy, like, I'm also like, if I'm upset, I... I it's obvious that I'm upset, right? I'm the kind of guy that if if something's bothering me about you, I'll I'll, I'll tell you, right? Because I I'm not the kind of guy that that likes to hold on to those kind of things, right? Other people aren't like that. Some yeah. people just shut down. They, they, yeah, they, they just don't hold it and hold it. Exactly. In. Let it build. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's different. Everybody yeah. handles certain situations differently. Yeah. Um, people don't like confrontation. Or exactly. They just try to avoid as much as they can. So yeah. So the way we we we. Verb, verb, verbalize. Verbalize that word. Better be now. (laughs) Welcome to Nameless Servants, where we make up words. Um, (laughs) The way we we send our message. Communicate. Communicate. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna shut up. Go ahead, man. (laughs) The way we send our message Mm -hmm. should be a certain way. Yeah. Right. We were talking about our family members. Right, how some of them have have gone away from the message and whatever the case may be. Right, the way we bring them or we try to bring them back to Christ shouldn't be like, "Yo, bro, you shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. Why are you living your life like this?" Blah blah blah. blah. Just just attacking them. Yeah, just be like, "Hey, man, when are you gonna come to church?" Yeah, or "Hey, man, when are you gonna make your decision?" Or or, or at least just because I I've. And I don't know if you notice this, but I I've seen to notice this because every time that I talk to someone, I'm always thinking I'm how I'm saying this and how they're receiving it and how the how they are in their mindset at the moment, right? If they're in a in a good mood, if they're in a bad mood, if they're in a talkative mood, right? I take that into consideration. Like I always like to try to go with the approaches, just have a conversation first, right? Mm. Right, just yep. get them feel comfortable, right? Um, and at some point where I can be vulnerable or if they can be vulnerable, just kind of ease the situation. And then in time, like introduce like those ideas, those, I guess, confrontational moments or those questions that would normally, if I were to start that, I'd be like, whoa, 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 where's this coming from kind of thing, right? Yeah, you're like, it's like you don't want to like, like say you, you haven't seen so-and-so in so long and you see them, you dap each other up and then you're like, oh, what's up? And when are you going to come to church? Like, no, man, just, you know. Let it happen yeah. organically. Ease into it. Yeah. Exactly. Like, and, and I think that's a key thing there because I think the certain lifestyle, and, and I don't know if this was something that's always been like that, even the past, or or just the way that life is when it comes to everything being so fast, right? that we want to just get right into it kind of thing, but we have to recognize that things take time. So mm-hmm. even these conversa- conversation when it comes to putting someone in check or finding information out, it takes time and you got to invest into that person, right? Yeah. Cuz again, when you invest into any when we think about like stocks or money like that, like we don't just invest things that we haven't done any research, right? We got to look things up. We got to put some time into it to get to know what the product is or get to know what the brand is. Uh how do we see if we're seeing like what is their numbers? Like there's a lot of stuff there that 
you have to put in time for you just mm-hmm. don't jump right into one putting money into this and you know good luck with it but i think that's the same regards with people as well for sure it changes for those that you have developed you know a relationship with right because i'm pretty sure for i guess for you and i like yeah we can do like today right you you ask me like hey man long time like how's it going then like we can jump right into it right because there's no i don't think for us there's anything that um in terms of comfort and conversation there's not much of like little talk we can do of course we can have like that small talk but we can also get right into it kind of thing yeah because like even with this podcast like Uh in my head i was like oh we're gonna do like life updates or whatever and then and then get into whatever conversation but we went like we jumped right into it yeah without even like without even thinking about it right it's just like um and there's certain people that are like that in our lives right for mm -hmm. you and i right um for our fellow Knicks, I feel like that with them too, right? There's other individuals I don't have that. I feel like I have to kind of work that up to get to them, right? Which is fine. It's perfectly fine, right? And I think that's good that the more we realize that, recognize that, right? The more it will help us when it comes to whether it be uplifting someone or or asking someone like, hey, to that point of where are you right now when it comes to your life as a Christian? Exactly. You got to ease into it, right? Like, I don't think there's a, there's no one really that I know that I'm that comfortable into just like boom like the christian talk right and i think that's a good thing to have because yeah. like it's because you don't want to generalize as well and just uh, this is the way i am i'm confrontational or mm. ask the tough questions that no one's willing to ask like i am that person and i'm probably like get out of here right <laughs> that's such a dangerous mindset if you think about it 100 percent. Yeah. like as christians that shouldn't be a part of our of our vocabulary we should not say that's how i am and that's how i'll always be yeah because you're putting yourself in a bubble to to never grow spiritually and you know and that's crazy to me as well man if we can mm-hmm. i know we're getting sidetracked a bit but um if we just do on that point right there that's crazy to me where i've i've heard that many times before right yeah, whether it be um, middle-aged people would it be seniors kind of thing but like man like but you're a christian like for, like in my mind it's like as christians we're striving to be perfection right mm-hmm. we're striving to get better we we recognize that we're sinners that we're end of the day like we're nothing without jesus and i know you know that but how can you have that mindset that uh, this is the way i am and this is how i'll forever be right mm-hmm. like when it comes to even like sunday school right we're always learning something of how to be how to act or just examples in the bible like for, for forever teach we're uh, sorry we're, we're forever learning. learning we're forever a student of this game that when it comes sorry not game of this career when it comes to being a christian right there's never a moment where like i've i'm a doctorate in this and i know everything kind of thing right there's there's no max to this right because again as we know as christians there's only so much that we're limited to understand and to know and without the guidance of the holy spirit then we can only get so far yeah my dad was teaching this a couple weeks ago actually in church he said there is not one church not one and i i want everybody who's listening right now to take this in and this is not like no jab towards anybody else this is the truth there's not one church in our community and in our province in our country in our world that has the ultimate truth we are all in in on the path to learning the ultimate truth yeah but once you start saying where we are we have the ultimate truth you are no longer doing god's will because we are not all 
we don't know everything mm-hmm. because when you start putting yourself in that mindset that i know it all and no one i can't learn yeah. from anybody else and no or, one's going to teach yeah. me or trying to separate yourself from others yeah. exactly you're that's no longer god who's speaking through you that's your own ego speaking yeah. and we need to be careful with that right because we can le- i can learn from you you can learn from me yep. we can learn from other people yeah. but once we start saying i can't learn from you what are you going to teach me that's our ego talking. Yeah. That's not what God wants from us. And right? It, and we see that example in the Bible where Eleonoko was was what was riding his was riding his wagon or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he was reading the Bible or the Torah. And one of the apostles came up to him and he said, Do you understand what you're reading? This is this is something that comes from God. What he said was so special. He said, How am I gonna know if there's no one here to teach me? And this is a man who knew about the word of God. Mm-hmm. But he understood that he didn't know everything. That he still had a long way to go right. in learning what who God is and what God does. And there was um there was a quote that I recall a long um years back a friend of mine and he told me this where he realized that the more he read about the the word or studied the word, the more he didn't know kind of thing, right? Mm. Right? And it's it's such a good quote in line that um god bless him wherever he is that i like to always remind myself as well too right and and i hope that every christian has that mindset because i think that also puts us in a state of humbleness as well right to recognize that we are not all that we're not all that high that all that spiritual that we know everything that uh, it doesn't put us in a, in a type of category right it it's allows us to know that we still have so much to do yeah. so much more to do hmm. and when it comes to that as well those categorize those type of individuals it's sad to see that and you probably observe this a lot when it comes to your time in church and i've seen this too right time after time where issues happen in church when it comes to right parents and parents adults and adults kind of thing whether it be division that happens or whether it be that there's something in the air and they're ignoring each other that they're not saludando uno al otro mm. right and it, and it becomes those moments where like man like hopefully as the next generation as we observe this this is something that we can learn and understand like man how can we be the change or make things different when it comes to a church culture right when these situations happen or we can see it happen, how can we either confront it to that person in a, in a loving way, but also kind of make sure that we don't walk away from that and we do the right thing, which is come together to speak it out, right? Yeah. You know what's the our biggest issue as Christians? Apologizing even when we haven't offended anybody. Yeah. Man, that's Absolutely. so hard. That is the hardest thing you can do Absolutely. in life. Yeah. To apologize when you have not done anything wrong and you know one one story that really has impacted me lately is uh uh the story of Esteban in the bible right because this man was being was being uh stoned to death and in his last moments it says he said to god god do not take their sin or don't uh what did he say don't take into account their sin right now. Forgive them. And it says after he said that, he died. Jeez. And I started thinking Being about Being stoned to death. Being in the moment of his last breathing moments, he said, do not take what they're doing into account. Not knowing if it was minutes, 
seconds or hours of being tossed of all the like who knows hundreds of people throwing stones right at him right when i was reading that man i almost cried because i i was like man this man understood the love the compassion that jesus christ had for us he had understood it and he was taking he was putting it into practice even in his last moment and it's crazy too because we're not to put him in a higher status no. or anything like that but like like jesus when he when he had to deal with the sacrifice right we have a an imagery of like how that must have been but this person not being jesus just being a a person like you and i right mm-hmm. getting to that point to understand and have that connection to god to go through that kind of suffering for who knows how long and just to still utter those words those last words like the fact that you said that those were his last words i can only imagine the type of pain the type of tolerance that he was at, at that point mm-hmm. where he had everything in his body to just have the strength to just utter those final words knowing that everyone probably has such dislike or hate towards him where the physical toll that he had to take by taking those stones point blank or at full speed with full intention to hurt this man right knowing that he probably had broken ribs punctured kidneys punctured skull like I, man i want to read it to you yeah i'm gonna read it in spanish Dale. yep apedreaban a esteban Mientras él invocaba y decía, Señor Jesús, recibe mi espíritu. Y puesto de rodillas, clamó a gran voz, Señor, no les tome en cuenta este pecado. Y habiendo dicho esto, durmió. Man. Like, it, it, makes, like, it makes me think too, man. Like, uh, thankfully, I've never been jumped. But I've been in situations where I have jumped someone, right? Mm-hmm. And I re- I remember that I, full force, man. This person was on the floor, and I'd be full-on kicking this person. Didn't matter where. It's kicking, stomping, whatever caused Like, my full intention in those moments was to cause pain and to hurt this person, right? Mm-hmm. And And to hear the sounds that they were making, right? They're trying to tough it up, but you know, like... They're in pain. They're in pain, right? And to walk away from that, it just kind of makes you think like, man, if I was in that position, in this position of Esteban, right? And to still somehow utter those words. Lord have mercy. It makes you wonder, man. Like, it makes you wonder, like, how we are so petty sometimes that we refuse. It's just because someone didn't talk to us a certain way or they didn't shake our hands a certain way how we become so petty and we get upset and blah, 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 and whatever so petty so sensitive man and then you got this man of god knowing jesus christ in his last moments asking for forgiveness for someone else that's the way we need to live our lives like you said we're not trying to exalt this man either right but he understood who Jesus Christ was for him. He understood that love that Jesus Christ had for us. Because before him, who was the one that did that? The ultimate master. The ultimate being. God himself. Being in the moment of dying. Said, God, Father, forgive them for they not know what they do. He learned it from the one who showed us how to do it. 
So even if we're being persecuted, even if the world is hating us, even if we feel like everything is coming down on us, we still need to show that love. We still need to show that compassion to the world. And if we're, even if we haven't offended, we need to ask for forgiveness. Right. Right? Because that's what God wants from us. But that's the hardest thing for us to do. Well, I remember so there was a situation in church where um, somebody told me about this kind of example where they knew what was happening. So um, they were greatly offended, hurt by what happened. So they, they approached the under, under the other individual and knowing, fully knowing, at least in their perspective, their mind, that they've committed no harm. They went to that person privately and stated like, I don't know what happened. I don't know what was said or what was done, but I just want to ask for forgiveness. Hmm. And the other person like broke down saying like, no, no, you have done nothing wrong. It should be me asking forgiveness. Hmm. And like just in tears of like, this should have been me doing, approaching you, right? Um, It's tough to do, man. Man, and even even as Christians, sometimes we can be petty. And 100%. You know, that's just if you're if you're if you're in that right now in that trying to make your decision kind of thing. Right. Don't go based off of the people that are there because we are broken people just like you are. We are on the path of trying to understand Jesus Christ. And if you look at us as examples, you shouldn't because we are flawed. Mm -hmm. Look at that being who's on who was not flawed that being who gave his life for for us that being jesus showing us each and every moment how to live our lives you know being that master that he was right he still washed the apostles feet and why did peter say why you, why are you washing my feet you shouldn't be washing my feet i should be washing your feet he's like let this happen because it's what needs to be done in order for us to be leaders in order for us to be ahead we need to to serve right but no one wants to serve no one wants to do the dirty work yeah. no one wants to go to church and cut the grass no one wants to do this no one wants to do that no one wants to go visit the sick no one wants to go visit the people that are in jail but it's what we must do to be servants of God, right? And sometimes the job that God asks us to do is not what we want to do, but it's what we have to do. If you look at Jonas, right? He didn't want to go to Nineveh. And he even went to the point where he ran away from what God was telling him. What happened? God had to punish him in order for him to understand that he had to do God's will. And even then when he went and he saw all those people convert, he still wanted God to destroy it. Right, we always want to go against what God wants us to do, but sometimes the hardest thing for us to do is what God's telling us to do. And sometimes, yeah. even though we haven't offended, God tells you you have to ask for forgiveness. Right? Yeah, to recognize, to let go of our desires, mm. our plans, our wants, our needs, the things that we're looking towards. Right? Because again, the world does so well to try to misguide you. To paint you a picture of what you can be if you do this, if you do that, right? To be honest within ourselves, to recognize, no, I need to pay attention to what God has called me to do or what I must be doing. I had a situation over a year ago now where I quit my job 
where I was. And I had been there for for five years. So I had been there for quite a long time, right? From the moment I started working there, my supervisor, just did, he just didn't like me, right? To the point that I had to make that, that hard decision where I was like, maybe it's time for me to move on. And he would make my life just miserable at every at every at every turn he was just making me my heart my life hard and i remember my last day at work um they were supposed to give me my my pay stub and um my lead hand was like oh you got to go to the office uh, and talk to the supervisor he's gonna give you your pay stub and i was like all right when I was walking over, I'm like, this is my chance. I'm going to tell this guy off. This is, I'm never going to see him again. This is my chance. Like, I'm you ha- my time. <laughs> I had, I was having this internal, in, internal conversation with myself and mm. I was battling, right? You were prepping. I was prepping. I'm like, man, this, this is my, this is my mom, right? The last I'm, call. I've never been, I've never been afraid to, to voice my opinion and to speak my truth, right? But, while I was walking, man, I was having this conversation with myself. And then there's, there's a voice that came and told me, you're a Christian. What is going to be your last impression here? And then when I walked in, I'm like, he was like, oh, so you're leaving, huh? And I was like, yeah. And he, he said something that, man, he irked me so bad. He's like, yeah, you you were never happy here, huh? Like, I could tell you were never happy. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And I just looked at him. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then I stay quiet. And I, I prayed in that moment. I said, God, put words in my mouth. And I looked at him. And I was like, you know what, man? Whatever happened these last five years, they stay in the past. It is what it is. As a Christian, and I said this to him, right? I had never talked to him about church, nothing like that. I'm like, as a Christian, it's my job to forgive and forget. So I'm forgetting whatever happened. And he just looked at me. He's like, all right, cool. Nice. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, all right, man, have a good one. It was nice working with you. And I just walked away. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of dead silence in there and just awkwardness. <laughs> man. Because, like, can you imagine someone who's making your life so miserable and then just looking at you, having the, the I guess, the, the balls to say, the yeah, you were never you were never happy here. Like, bro, you think? <laughs> but, you know, I was just like, you know what? It is what it is. You never had an exit interview or anything like that? No. No? It wasn't that kind of place. Like, that, see, you know, that's a perfect example, too, right? Like, and, and again, it's what, what Sun has done, right? Can't do anything about it, but... It'd be those it'd be those situations that we've been talking about this this entire time where like like filter yourself like go through things over like yes there is a certain way we want to say it but then you also have to recognize no you need to stay calm you need to still say it with love still representing Christ always right because it would have been yeah still would have been a nice moment for you to can, like let out the things that you can say for him to hear to him to know because for all you know he probably had no idea and it probably provide a lot of of understand for like oh so that's why oh that's why oh oh, oh he right. knew right he knew but whatever but the case may be right just, just wanted what we're saying i guess he wanted a reaction from me right and i didn't give it to him so i was like um right again like 
Why'd you say it like that? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you saying I that? I very <laughs> easily, I very easily could have said, like, if you get home, but it could have came out and be like, bro, you're the reason. You're the reason, blah, 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 whatever, right? But, you know, that's not what God wants from us, man. Like, there's going to be moments in life where your your patience is tested. There's going to be moments in, your, in life where people really, like, cross the line. Oh, trust. And it's going to be on us how we're going to react to that. Right, you know like, what I mean? Yeah, I can give you a perfect, not perfect, but I can give you a example uh, that that just happened to me uh, recently, actually, um, from work, where uh, we have our work phones, right? So, and I was very vocal, like when we have our team meetings, and like I don't check my phone before eight o'clock, my work phone. I don't check my my work phone before eight o'clock in the morning, nor do I check it after four thirty. Mm. When my time's done, it's done. I disconnect, right? I disconnect from where I take that very seriously, even when it comes inclusive to the weekends, right? Yeah. And I always, and I share that with my team too. Like, guys, I don't check my phone because I know I probably wouldn't be any help to you anyways, right? Because if you were to be reaching out to people, if you're on call, like, what good am I going to do, right? Because I, I don't know what you guys know, right? I'm still learning. I'm still getting there, right? Um, sure, I can be an extra set of hands, but for the most part, like, if, if you don't tell me ahead of time, like, oh... Uh, I might need an extra set of hands, and yeah, sure, I can help you out with that, right? But if you don't tell me that ahead of time, then again, you're not going to hear from me, right? Mm-hmm. And my manager is fully aware about that too, right? So, um, so this this week that just happened, right? Um, after the long weekend, I was um, before the long weekend. Sorry, I checked on Friday my schedule, what it was going to be. Uh, for this week and then mm. and then on the on tuesday it said i was going to be local in the shop and i was going to be with someone to for some kind of job site right so i left my work laptop there i didn't do any prep or anything like that i prepared myself to um, because we the weeks before i've been out of town right i've been mm. going to different city different city hamilton whatever the case may be so i was fully prepared to be local kind of thing then once uh tuesday morning happened for some reason, I had the idea on me to check my phone at 7.30, right, of my work phone. When I see, when I looked at it, I received messages from my supervisor saying, oh, by the way, you're going to be in Hamilton. <laughs> and even my work colleagues saying, like, hey, I'm on my way to come get you. Bro, my <laughs> my whole, like, demeanor, persona, like, everything that, that you were going through too, right, it happened the same thing for me. I was like, what the heck is this, right? And I didn't even, like, respond to my manager at all. I was like, I was like, because I know myself, like, I, I'm not the type of person to react in the moment. I need to, I need to take things in. I need to observe. I need to go through all the motions of like, okay, I need to calm myself down because the last thing I want is to say things in emotion, right? Because that's going to be the worst thing because you're going to say things that you're not prepared to say in the sense of repercussions of what you say. So long story short. <laughs> I end up going to Hamilton, right? But the, of that day, right? I, I, like, I went off on my colleague. Like, I told him off. Like, like, how can this happen? Like, like, how, how can someone like just send me out of nowhere? Like, with this last minute update kind of thing. I was prepared to be. I had plans. I had to do this, do this, do this. And I have to scratch everything. I have to rebook everything. I have to tell people that I can't come anymore. Like, I was just going off, right? Just, just off to my colleague. I was like, oh my god, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like, oh my lord, like, yeah, like, what the heck, man. So after having all that and just finally calming down, like after the day, like I finally responded to my manager with this long text, like, and 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 then and, and this is where I, 
I value when it comes to these types of text messages because then you can actually think things through mm. and also be sure that the way you say it is also not in a, in a sense of like I'm giving attitude or I'm being direct about this. For sure, I'm being direct, but in a sense where it's still professional, right? Laying out like, like I just wanted you to know that I'm very upset with how you handled this this today, right? Sending me out short, such short notice that I was going to be away when I had nothing prepared. I had to, I had to pack my stuff. Um, There's things I, I had to... I had to go to the shop, but I didn't go because we went directly to work kind of thing. I had things that were planned on made out. Like, I don't appreciate you just thinking that you can just toss me nilly-nilly wherever you want without consolidating me, worth talking to me. Even the fact that on the previous Friday, I was there an extra hour with you. And at any point, you could have been like, hey, just so you know... um, I'm I'm really struggling with manpower. Is is it okay? Like like I would have been fine with that if we had a conversation. You had all this time to kind of tell me ahead of time, but then Monday, uh, Tuesday morning, you decide to send me a text. Oh, by the way, you're going to you're going to Hamilton, right? Hmm. So thankfully, I was still able to kind of call him out on it, and, and thankfully he, re- he received in a sense of like you're absolutely right. I'm so sorry. Um, Take some time, whenever it be, and just so you can get caught up with everything. I don't cancel plans, but my plans already canceled. I already had <laughs> to make adjustments, right? I can't be that person where it's back and forth, right? As, right? As as you know, it's it's not good to be like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was in a and it was in a, in a moment where I need I know that I need to be calm first before anything when it comes to these type of moments because i i know if i'm emotional if i get too flustered if i get too angry then i know i'm going to say something hurtful and something very wrong Mm -hmm. that cannot that can probably hinder me for for future reference kind of thing right trying to always maintain professional at all costs right because i can still get the message across that they did me wrong Mm -hmm. right my manager did me wrong that and i know he understood that he did me wrong right yeah so, I, don't, I don't know how to really because it's just something you know, that's, I recognize man as a Christian yeah. like we need to have and as a man too we need to have our emotions in check in at check. all times right Yeah. even though they get to us even though they, they do certain things that throws us off completely like at all times we need to have our emotions because at the end of the day who is he? He's my manager, right? Yeah, he's above you. He's above me, right? There's there's only, there's only a certain amount of things I can say and do, right? Because I yes, I do recognize that uh, part of the job is like that, but again, right? Part of your job is also to have everything's in order, right? There can be definitely a back and forth, and especially he knows this that I also become I come from a position of manager of leadership as well, so mm-hmm. I know uh, how these things come about as well, right? And he fully and he's fully aware of that, so there's only so much leeway that he can kind of power move me in that sense because I already know what he's going to try and do. Um, but again, it's it's it comes down to the point where you can still get your message across, right? Still make your case heard and learned, but again, keeping your emotions check and say in a way that's still respectful. Yeah, I had a, I actually had a situation like that uh, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, um, I had to work with my uh, with my supervisor. We went to uh, a new call that that my company just got, and when we were going there, he's like, "Oh yeah." Um, you know, you need to kind of slow down at work because you're going to you're you're working too quickly and you're making silly mistakes, right? And you're doing this. He just gave me like this huge long list of of <laughs> of like, things you got to improve. <laughs> yeah, of things I got to improve, right? And he was like telling me stuff like where I easily could have defended myself, right? But they've already told me like 
just just own up to it or just don't try to make excuses because it's just it's worse for you right mm -hmm. so i'm sitting there just listening to him just like just just crap on me right yeah and i was like man should i respond should i say anything? Blah, blah, blah. Oh my yeah because in your mind you're like if i do respond then they're gonna be like see you don't take in constructive mm -hmm. criticism you, you don't you always have something back to say see yeah. this is what i'm this is this what, is what i'm talking about, about. Right? <laughs> this is what i'm talking about this is what i've been telling you for months and months and like right. you don't take criticism well right so i'm like sitting there i'm just like okay i'll just take it <laughs> take it like a man just take it like a man and then after he was done he's like oh yeah so yeah, just just work on those things because remember I told you uh, a couple of weeks ago that something was coming for you. Well, you're gonna get it in two week, two or three weeks. And I just looked at him like, what? He said, yeah, you're getting your own route. You're getting promoted. So everything I'm telling you right now, please like, it's for your own good. Blah 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 blah. blah. And just like starts telling me like, you need to, you know. Just slow down. Like, that's my yeah. biggest thing, right? He needs to like, just slow down. Like, I get it. You're, that's how you work. Like, you're fast. You're, but you, you need to work on your efficiency. And then basically, he gave me the analogy, right? And you're going to know this analogy. He's like, he's like, right now, you're doing a great job. Like, you're, doing, you're actually doing really good. You're Allen Iverson. You're, you got all the talent in the world. But you don't want to practice. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and so he told me that. And I'm just like, okay. I'm like, all right. Okay, you can't lie though. You appreciated that analogy. I did. I did because <laughs> if if you grew up in our era, man, you knew who AI was. Like AI was cold. Like he was that guy. Bro, please tell me you're like So you so you're telling me we're talking about practice. <laughs> I did. I said it too. <laughs> like we're talking about practice. <laughs> he just looks at me and starts laughing, right? Cuz like my, nice. my 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 supervisor, he's cool. He's like a, he's a year older than me. Oh, so, yeah, so you guys easily can connect. We connect, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. But it made me laugh because he was like, like what he said was like, it was a compliment, but it was a diss at the same time. But I, I took it, right? And I could have easily gotten, gotten upset with what he was telling me at first. But I understood afterwards it was it's for my the better good of, of myself and work, my yeah. work environment, right? Because... I I I, re I recognize that I need to slow down sometimes and just really see what I'm doing, right? Yeah. Because you don't pay attention to the, like those details as exactly, well. Exactly, because once you have my own route, which was which is what I'm getting, uh, if there's a, a an issue, I'm the one that has to deal with it. Yeah. And it's my fault. Yeah. I can't point the blame at anybody else. It's yeah. my fault. It's on you now because there's Every no one else doing your route. You exactly. Route. It's mine. I'm. I have to own it. Right, so, you know, like you were saying, sometimes we have to put our emotions in check for the better good, right? Mm -hmm. Imagine if I would have reacted a different way. He easily could have taken it away from me. He used to be like, well, yeah. this guy. or didn't say anything, right? Or he would have left out that part that you're going your own route. Like, I'm going to give you, he could have been like, so with that, um, I'm going to give you three more weeks of, I don't know, training or whatever the case is, because I don't think you're ready yet, right? Exactly. It could have easily been something like that. And I was just listening to him, right? Like, and I knew something was happening because um, on Friday they had texted me. They're like, "Okay, on Monday you're gonna be with this person, and on Tuesday you're gonna be with my, your supervisor, and then on Wednesday you're gonna be back with the other person you were with, and then Thursday you're back with your supervisor." So I'm like, "That's weird. They have never done. I have. I haven't done had that schedule yet." I'm like, so something. I didn't say anything to anybody, mm -hmm. even to my wife. I didn't say anything. I just stayed quiet. And I'm like. 
that's weird. There's something happening here, right? And then when he told me that, I'm like, man, this is like, so that's why. <laughs> that's why this is <laughs> that's all makes sense because the guy I'm, I was with on Monday, I'm getting two of his days, and the guy that traded me, I'm getting two other days, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, this is my opportunity to show them like what I'm made of, like who yeah. I am, right? So I and then also take the constructive criticism and exactly. And know that I have to slow down. I have to really make sure I'm doing everything right. And I know, like, if there's there's going to be issues, obviously, down the road, right? But to know, like, to own it and just, like, just do my job the right way. Yeah, because this is also your chance to prove yourself and to prove them. And this is all also their chance to see, like, all right, let's see what this guy is actually about with his own route. Exactly. Either it's going to confirm of what we've been talking about and what we heard, or he's going to... Or he's gonna take well, everything we said and run with it and and exceed. Exactly, and and that's all I want, right? Like this is this job has been something. It's it's completely different than anything I've ever had mm-hmm. or have ever have have ever done, right? Like I showed you, like I have a business card now. I have everything's very professional. Like customers are gonna be getting a hold of me through emails and all this stuff. Like. I have to be serious with this and I have to do it right and I have to take my time. Also, like, there's really no point in me going fast because two of the days I'm I'm far. I'm going far. Yeah. So even if I finish over there quickly, I still have I have a you lot of back. driving. I have a lot of driving. Like yesterday I work I started at four thirty and I didn't get home till almost three thirty. Jeez. I I was out I, I was I had a long day. And at the end of the day, like that's that's gonna that's gonna be a regular thing now for mm-hmm. me, right? So even if I work hard or fast, uh, wherever place I'm mm-hmm. at, it's there's yeah. no point because I I'm still driving, yeah. and it's you can't like control you can, that. Yeah, it's not like you can drive fast too, right? You have and to then obey winter, the law. in the winter times, can be worse. Like I gotta right. go, I gotta go on side roads and all this stuff. Ooh. So you know, I'm I'm like mentally preparing for what's to come. That's still, just making right? me think, right? Because like plows. Mm-hmm. What, what time do they start right so hopefully once they do go like you're either gonna be just behind them so the roads are clear or hopefully you're not ahead of them because then yeah because mondays get through right? mondays i'm in hanover and then thursdays i'm gonna be in mount forest so i'm i'm up north so you know mm-hmm. whatever however bad it gets here it's way worse over there yep. so it is what it is like you got to take the good with the bad man like I'm getting promoted. I, I'm getting a pay raise. I'm getting my own route. Like, this is what I wanted. Sorry, God. Yeah. You know, it could be. It could be way worse. Mm-hmm. Could be way worse. So, you know, um, can we take a break? I have to pee. <laughs> I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, man. keep laughing. I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. I, okay, I'll go. I guess I'll go solo for a bit. You want to go solo or you um, want to pause? I'll, I'll keep it going, man. Right, keep going. I got to go. I, I'll be right back. <laughs> oh, man. I guess this is part of the, the show that um, when we weren't lying, that this is going to be raw sound, raw footage, that everything is live. I'll be back. Shout out to the Terminator. Um, as my brother goes and gives a urine sample, I just want to bring full circle of what we were talking about today, right? Recognizing these things that, um, for me at least, that I've learned and I've observed, 
being in church, being in a Christian household, um, and and being in in church in a sense where also I've had the I would say the the opportunity and blessing to be in churches where they have I guess different practices in a sense of um, those that are liberals and those that are conservatives. Churches that are more strict with, I guess, in certain cultures and current practices and aspects, and others that are more lenient, right? I've been involved in a church, congregating at a church where um, the men, they have to be dressed up. Dress pants, dress shoes, either a suit or just dress shirt with a tie. Uh, clean shaven, uh, hair done when it comes to... Um, making sure that it's being peinado. I don't know. I don't know why I can't. I don't know how to say that in English. But um, where you're presentable, right? Where I believe, and I could be wrong. Where their mindset is that you are presenting yourself before the king when you arrive to church, right? And the same thing with the females, where they wear wear dresses that are past the ankles, right? Nice shoes. Um, again, uh, presented well, but no makeup, no hair dye. No jewelry, no nails, nothing like that. Same thing for the guys. No jewelry, no nails, no no expensive flashy stuff on them. But on the other hand, I've been in the churches where it's more laid back, where you don't have to really dress up, but of course, be still modest, be respectable, right? Um, but in, in a sense where you can still, ladies can still do their hair, have their makeup done, etc., etc., accessorize. Men, for the most part, same thing too, where you can have a beard in a sense where myself right now even I have a beard where um, where I'm congregating at so it and during this time where well me and my brother were talking about I, I also like to reflect and think about what I've observed what I've experienced and at the end of it all it just seems it doesn't matter and what I mean by that is that there's still people who are flawed there is still drama that happens. There's still people who go in, into disciplina, into um, where the pastor puts them into discipline, where they've done something incorrect or wrong that um, they need to put in corrective action. Where regardless of if you're a liberal and conservative, right, we still praise, we still worship the same God. But one or the other, it doesn't matter um, if one is better than the other because at the end of the day the experiences the situations still are relatable still seem to happen still occur still occur where i would where i had once upon a time i thought that hey maybe the conservative churches maybe they have it right where um there isn't that much sin that happens there isn't much discipline that happens there isn't much where people are sat down because they are participating but they since something happened they had to be placed into discipline and they have to sit in on with the congregation and no longer participate in church both in liberal and conservative same thing still happens corrective action still happens so long story short what does that tell me it seems that don't matter where you go we are still human beings at the end of the day we are still sinners at the end of the day. We still need to strive for perfection. We still um, need to understand we, that we cannot continue to criticize, need to look at the other saying like, oh my gosh, look what they've done. Look, what, what have I heard? It, it seems to be the same thing regardless of which church you go to, that no perfect church exists out there, that we are, at the end of the day, all flawed, that we need to work on ourselves and work with our relationship with God Almighty.
so I was very fortunate to have to have that kind of experience and exposure because like we were saying earlier brother welcome back that um <laughs> I'm back <laughs> that at the end of the day right these experiences that we've seen to um to happen it's it's still relatable and it still happens regardless of what church you go to there's always going to be somebody at church who is chismosa chismoso mm. there's always going to be someone who's very metiche there's always going to be that person who um, excels there's always going to be that talented person there's always going to be someone who is always in and out of church there's always going to be that person who comes only when it when there's uh food or when, when there's a special event happening right there's always we always have these categories of individuals right so have that self-reflection to understand where do i want to categorize myself which type of group do i want to put within myself because at the end of the day right on on we, we are fighting for our own salvation, mm. right? And I hope, whoever you are, that you're in, a, you're in a church or you're in a position where you have others that, that you can fight with, that they're there to support you as well, that you're not alone. Because it's, it's, it's not a nice feeling to have that, where if you are alone in a church, when a place where you're supposed to feel like you're with family, but you still feel like you're alone, then there's got to be something that's going to be done with either you or someone else, but you need to be sure that you do your part where you vocalize that, where you do your part that you need to reach out as well, that you know that if you're a shy person and, and you stay quiet and you, and you purposely right, excuse yourself, then you're doing that to yourself. Yeah, we got to uplift each other, man. I mean, not mm-hmm. not tear each other down. And I feel like that's, um, that's a problem that us as human beings we have, right? It's like a mob mentality kind of thing, like... We always feel like we need to defend ourselves more than than others, right? And mm-hmm. what we need to do is help each other out. And you know, that's that's not something that happens from one day to the next. It's a slow process that we all eventually need to learn to know that we're all part of the same team. You know, we we're all believing or trying to believe the same thing. And, you know, you never want anybody to feel alone in a congregation. I feel like if, if, if someone feels like they're alone, then you, they're not the problem. The problem is everybody else. Hmm. What are we doing to help everybody else? What are we doing to help uplift each other? Right. What are we doing to be there for one another when we're going through our trials or our tribulations, right? Um there's so much that we need to, we have like we were talking about earlier like we feel like sometimes we feel like we've 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 seen it all we've done it all like uh what's new that's going to happen that that's going to change things right but we shouldn't have that mindset because at the end of the day we don't know what each individual is going through mm-hmm. we don't know what each, each individual is thinking or feeling right sometimes something as simple as just giving someone the hand and saying god bless you can help someone so much yeah right giving that one moment of i recognize you i see you right that you are noticed right and um that can really do a lot for a person Mm -hmm. just be like hey brother i've been praying for you man that that can go a long way Mm -hmm. that can go like small deeds like that is greater than anything else we can do. Hmm. Just being like, hey, brother, I'm here for you, man. 
You know, like, I'm praying for you. But sometimes that's all we need. Yeah. It's the smallest thing that can make such a huge impact. Exactly. Right? You know, like, um, I was watching, I don't remember what movie or if it was a show, but there's a scene where um, this guy was trying to impress the girl, and, and I don't know what happened, but he gave this guy a hug. They were waiting in line to go up uh, the Empire State Building or something like that. And he gave him the hug and the guy was like, man, I was going to kill myself. But then you gave me a hug. Jeez. And that changed everything for me. And it's just like, imagine if you just did something as simple as giving someone the, uh, the hand and saying, God bless you. You don't know the kind of impact that can make on someone's life. Mm-hmm. Maybe they they're maybe they're gonna do something crazy like that. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah, ex- and that's the key thing. We don't know what everyone's going through, right? Yeah. So again, that's that's where the emphasis of being the light and the salt of the world, right? Mm. Yes, sir. Yeah. How something as easy as like bringing in coffee for someone just reassures to them that hey, man, this person does care about me. Even something as simple as that, right? Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> My brother brought me a coffee today. I, I feel, appreciate it. I feel bad, though, because then I left, <laughs> I, I left out your wifey and the kids, man. <laughs> it's all good, brother. Forgot about that detail. <laughs> yeah. Shall we put a close? Yeah, let's put a close. But I think we should kind of give the people a, a life update, man. Like, it's been way too long. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Last, time, the last time we saw each other was in July. <laughs> in September. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's been a it's been a hot minute. Yeah, it's been oh. a hot minute. So you go first, brother. What what's new in in your life? What's what's uh, what's what's making you happy? What's making you upset? I have no idea what you're talking about when I was in the bathroom. I'll I'll, I'll give it a listen. <laughs> it, I was tri- I I think I was trying to at least hopefully I was just trying to summarize of what we were talking about. Mm. Um, I guess our theme of today for our podcast kind of thing of uh, this episode. But um, along the lines for an update with me, I think same has been happening. Where um, you've been traveling a lot, yeah, traveling a lot for sure, going from different town, different town because of work, right? My guys um, eating steak dinners every night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> um, killing it with the steaks. God is good, man. <laughs> um in that regard yeah i've been enjoying myself in, in when it comes to cuisine food wise but also enjoying when it comes to the travel i guess getting to know different towns and cities again because of work um that will be a thing that's going to happen I, I and i think my supervisor also told me that pretty much for the whole month of october i'm going to be on the road oh yeah yeah sheesh yeah so just weekends i'll be back kind of a thing so let's see how that's going to be um but in the sense of uh, my supervisor um, has given me a notice that I have to write an exam for a certain test that's on September 22nd, right? So I need to prepare myself because the book, although it's... Uh, hand gestures. Hand gestures. <laughs> this kind of size, <laughs> but it's pretty... It's thick. pretty thick, it, eh? Yeah. It's not like yours, what, what you showed me. Yeah. When it comes to size, maybe... Again, I, I think it's probably smaller, but I have to know all of that, essentially, for this test that's happening this month, 22nd. So I gotta, como decimos en buen chapin, tengo que ponerme las pilas. Pilas. 
Uh, what's the what's the test about? Um, so right now I'm, I'm hired as a mobile tech in mobile. <laughs> I have to get back to you on that. <laughs> but I have a turn. I have a, I have a job title, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm not quote unquote like officially certified, certified. right? Okay. So until I do this test and complete this test and do well in this test, then I won't have the certification, right? Mm. Which then will move give me an opportunity to also to move into a different type of titleship as well more education kind of thing to move me up in the ranks of a course more compensation more work opportunity more diversity of what i'm able to do right mm-hmm. instead of just being an installer i can be something more than that not just an installer but i'm also going to be to the point where uh, other colleagues that already have um their education their background their certification etc cetera, etc cetera, to make it more certified Move up, move up like our fellow Nick over there. How he moved up? Um, well, he moved up in the sense of where another company pretty much swooped him up. Yeah, where they kind of just stole his talents and for their company, right? So, um, like he could have moved up in the company itself that I'm in, right? And that would have taken time, and he would have exceeded and done well with that for sure, hundred percent. Um, and there was a plan for that for him, but <laughs> this other opportunity came. And of course, right in certain situation, um, he looked at the the good and the bad. He looked at what he has now, what he could have, right? So he made a decision that would benefit him and for his wife and probably for his future of his family as well. Yeah. So yeah, he still has opportunity for sure to grow within that company as well. And good for him, man. Like glory to God for that. So yeah. For my sense, like I don't know if if an opportunity like that would happen for me, I don't think so right now. Like for me right now with me jumping into this kind of in work environment where I have no education background, no work experience where I'm starting like flat out, like from the bottom, (laughs) that's going to take me time (laughs) because our fellow Nick, like he was at the company where I'm at right now for, I think for two years. So, um, but that's not bad. If you think about two years and moving up like that and you've been there, what, eight months? yeah nice. since yeah since this year of january yeah yeah so so it's something bad. that it no it's not bad but he had he definitely had an edge on me right because he had previous work experience he had other stuff that's um mm. that was usable right that can still translate and be passed over for me i was in a completely different demographic right i came from healthcare yeah that's true <laughs> right there's <laughs> what do i know right but um shout out to my manager where he's been giving me opportunity and, and trying to give me moving ahead and faster ahead because i know that i need to also get ahead of the game as well too yeah but i feel like you're doing good thank you our fellow nick said you were doing good too so you know like uh it's a learning curve for 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 any when you're starting a new endeavor like that right like Mm -hmm. even for me like this is it's been a struggle especially when i had to do my studying when i was doing my certification yeah like i told you like i hadn't i hadn't done studying like that years right so it was, it was a learning curve for me now now it's it's easier for me now because now i'm learning on the job like actually doing it yeah, hands-on experience hands-on experience which is easier for me like i'm for not the sure. kind of guy that, that reads and learns you're kinetic learner yeah, yeah so i'm also kinetic learner so um you know you know if, if, we, if we if we pray on it and ask god to to lead us and help us he's always going to He's always going to be there to help us when we need it, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's all that's all we need. And you know, I know God's going to bless you in your job, 
uh, and he has been. I know it has probably hasn't been easy. Like, I I I went for the exact same job for the for the listeners who who don't know. I applied for the exact same job. I did had an interview, but I didn't get it because um, they asked me a simple question: Can you can you be gone from your family? And I said, I can be gone from my family, but not that long. Yeah. And that was the biggest thing, like, you and, know. And it's unfortunate too because, like, when I th- when I look back at it, like, it's something that is still doable for you because, mm-hmm. like, you're pretty much doing that now, kind of a sense, right? Yeah. Yes. But and again, no. since uh, yes and no, like, um, like you were saying, like, you be, like, yeah, at the end of the day, yeah, you still come back home, but it, it's not something that we were thinking at the time of, like, because I was thinking that, like you, we were gonna be gone for like months, like including yeah. weekends, kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, it was something new that they didn't know about as well. So we quickly realized that it wasn't that case. It was kind of misguided, that information. But at the beginning, it's just like, yeah, it completely understands in your situation, right? Yeah, and I didn't want to lie either, right? I didn't want to say, like, yeah, I can do it. And then when once you get hired and all that, you're like, yeah, I can't do it. I didn't want to do that. like yeah. Because in my situation, it's you're going from one job to another. You got to really be um, prepared to to be there yeah. because you can't like me me i can't be bouncing around from job to job to job to job yeah there's only yeah you can't be picking and choosing yeah because be... i got a family right mm-hmm. it's just like at the end of the day you got to provide right it's easier when you're when you're home still and you don't have that kind of responsibility but for me is i wanted that i really wanted that job but at the end of the day there's what we want there was what god wants right and also to the fact where it's not just you you're thinking about, right? Mm-hmm. You're thinking about your family, right? It can't just be me and it's also now it's us, <laughs> right? Yeah, like if I, I didn't have a family, that that job would have been perfect for me. Like I yeah. love traveling. I, I love doing all that. But, you know, God knows what, what he was doing and he was lining up everything perfectly for us to, you know, mm-hmm. um, for it to work out perfectly right like yeah. i was telling you when i got my promotion at work um my favorite number is is 21 for my birthday and for because 777 equals 21 and uh when i got my promotion just just yesterday i was walking by um so we have this thing called the root check-in someone that you have to go you have to talk to them they ask you how'd it go today okay well good okay did you have any complaints no uh was there any issues no okay yeah you can go kind of thing right that's the root check-in so when i went to the root check-in i saw my name on on she had written down my name and i said 21 and i'm like well what does that say i'm like why is my name there she's like oh yeah we're we're trying to figure out uh, what route you're gonna be what number you're gonna be and I'm like, am I going to be 21? She's like, yeah. I'm like, no way. She's like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, why are you so happy? I'm like, because that's my number. Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's my number. And and, I, and in my head, I'm like, man, God knows. God does everything perfect. And he, it's like, what are the odds that I'm going to get my number? So I'm happy. Like, it's been a, it's been a process. It's been a long journey, but. You yeah. know, glory to God, man. Glory to God, yeah. always, man. And you've moved up in your world, right? In in your career, which is it's great news, right? Yes, sir. Right. Um, I was upset. Like I was, I wasn't upset, but I was, uh, I was sad that I didn't get the, the opportunity where you're working. But God knows why He does it. Like He knew, He knew it w- 
because for those who don't know, I was working at Toyota before I, I, I got the job where I'm at now. And the job wasn't hard. It wasn't it wasn't anything too difficult. The only thing that was the hardest on me was the the hours. So I was doing two weeks in the morning and two weeks in the afternoon. Oh, continental shift, right? It's continental, but it's not. So the morning shift would start at 6.15 and end at 3.45. And then the afternoon shift was 5.30 p.m. till 4 a.m., which Ew. was brutal. Ew. Yeah. 5.30? 5.30. To 4? 4. Lord have mercy. Yeah, man. That one... When you get to two AM you're you're good. Everything after two AM it's like it's it's a struggle. You're you're dragging your feet, man. Like and uh I couldn't handle it anymore because my I have small my kids are still small mm-hmm. and obviously they're not gonna care if I'm sleeping. So I wasn't getting a lot of sleep. I was going to work like sleep deprived and you know, like it was a struggle. But, you know, God knew he had something for me and you know, he lined up the, the everything perfectly. So, like, I was just on the, Indeed one day, and I saw the my the job posting, and I was like, "Yeah, I might. I think I can do that." And one thing led to another, and four interviews after, I got the job, and three months after, I got certified, and four months after that, I got my own route. And they told me it could take a year to two years for you to get your own route. I, I was talking to some guys at work right now. That the one guy told me it took him three years to get his own route. Huh. And it took me seven, seven months. So, you know, I, I'm, good, I'm grateful. Man. God is good always, man. He'll always be good. He's been good, He and he'll always be good. And if we put our trust and our confianza in him, you know, he's the one that's going to lead us, and he's going to make a way where man says he can't. You, you can't. God says you, you can. Mm-hmm. Right? And if we put him first and we know... To always put him first, he's going to make a way. Is there going to be tough times? Is there going to be struggles? Yes, there will be. But you have God with you. He is the one that's leading you. And just put your trust in your in your all in him. And he'll make a way for you. And, you know, those are my last parting words for this podcast. But, brothers and sisters, we need to understand that, that in life, there's going to be struggles. There's going to be pains. There's going to be hard times. But to know that, you know, the end goal is greater than anything we've we can imagine right now, and stay true to who God is and what God has always been, and you know we'll see we'll see miracles happen in our lives. Right, brother. Amen, brother. Any last words? Um, not too much. Just that. Um it's been a while since our last podcast, as you said. Yes. We have been um, busy when it comes to things that have been planned on the weekend, or things that I know, or that comes happen that happens on the weekend, right? Um, and we fully know, and we understood that was going to be something that um, we expect to happen as well. But again, we'll continue to do this, right, as long as God allows us to. And uh, summer's ending. Hmm? Summer is ending. Summer's done, bro. We finished summer basically. No more. We just finished our our heat wave. Man, I couldn't handle that. That was too hot for me. I love this weather though. Sweater weather is, is upon us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just. How was your summer? 
if you had to if you had to say did you know that summer 23 was the hottest summer in the history of or the recorded history didn't they say that last year too yeah well i guess i beat it and the year before that beat it again and the year before that it's gonna be beat every year bro <laughs> global warming climate change Like, I think this summer was really, really nice. How'd you enjoy it, though? Did you... Because you did, you did a lot. I saw you went, like, horseback riding the, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. How'd I have um, I have a friend. Shout out to her. Um, we try to plan to, like, um, try to spend, like, a weekend kind of thing. And where she lives, her family, they have... Uh, well, they sold the farm, but they still live there. Where, and they're just keeping... They're just trying to keep up with it. Where it's essentially a um, where horses go for their final days. So it's a lot of retired horses, either be from racing, whether be from work or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So it's a sanctuary. So that's what I should say, horse sanctuary, where it's just horses in their final days, their final years. They go to just spend their last time, like, a, like happy, relaxed, enjoying like their horse best retirement. Life. Pretty much, yeah, horse retirement home. Right, so you have horses that are in like their late twenties, early mid thirties kind of thing. Oh, really? Yeah, like like old folks type of thing, right? To the point where like I I never seen like horses like old horses before, but yeah, you can definitely tell, man. Really? Like yeah, it's like a huge difference comparing from like an old horse to like that uh, one that's like a young stallion kind of thing. Yeah. They go through some things that are similar to like the humans, where like they lose a lot of weight or their structure of their body is completely like changed to the point where like you know like where cow people when they ride the horse where the position is, mm-hmm. where you see that typical kind of that bump or mm-hmm. that curvature. Where I'd see horses where it's very dramatic that curvature, where it's really? like man <laughs> that looks really bad. But I guess this is what happens when they get up there in the age. Yeah, but. um I was fortunate that she was able to take me over because, like, she always said, asked me, right, like, do you want to see the horses? I'm like, of course I want to see the horses, right? And um, she actually knows how to mount, knows how to ride kind of thing. So I was getting those tips and pointers. And 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 hopefully, and, and this is something I book with her a lot, that I will actually learn to actually ride a horse kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know if I could do it. I don't know, like, I don't think that's for me. Horses is not for me. No, eh? I don't know, cause uh, I've never I've never been interested in wanting to learn. You know what I mean? Cause like I always feel like if I'm watching a movie and I see people riding a horse, I'm always like, man, how heavy are those people on those horses? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what I think. That's what that's where my mind goes. I'm like, poor horses, man. Like they got it rough. But uh, I do see a lot of horses actually when I'm like out on the road for work. And I'm just like, and cows, I see a lot of cows. Shout out to the Mennonites. <laughs> yeah, man. I feel bad for those. Yeah, the Mennonites are different kind of people, man. <laughs> I went into a, a, a Mennonite place yesterday, and I was supposed to talk to the guy about his invoices. And uh, I walk into his office, and he's talking on his phone. You think this guy put his phone down and be like, hey, man, just one second, I'll be right with you? No. There, I think there's still a lot of like low-key re- racism with those kind of people. Jeez, eh? But uh, yeah, I stood there like 10, 10 minutes. Oh, Lord. he didn't get off the phone, so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go. Like, yeah. I got other stuff to do, man. Like, I'm, I still got the rest of my day going. Like, mm-hmm. I can't sit here and wait for this guy to stop talking on the phone. So, and I, and I didn't know that they speak a different language. They don't oh, speak yeah. English. Yeah, so kind of like 
Um, like, some other kind of Dutch German dialect, right? Yeah. German dialect or Dutch, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, man. You learn something new every day. Lesson for all the people out there. We learn. We never stop learning. For real. But anyways, what else did you do for summertime? Summertime? Yeah, man. I took advantage of every weekend as much as I could, um, whether it be long weekend or not. What was the place that you said you wanted us to go with you? Uh, that Tobo. Is it Tobo Memory? Potentially, yeah. I always yeah. I, I always want to take everyone there because... Yeah, you didn't take us. <laughs> <laughs> Pause. Um, <laughs> he's he's shaking his head at me. <laughs> he was shaking Very my- dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> He's 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 disappointing me. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I I think there's still time because I think warm weather's still around, right? You and think so? Definitely, man. I don't know, man. We went from 36 plus to what is what what's the weather today? I think it's like 19, 18 degrees Celsius. Like I think that's still good enough, right? Like sweater weather kind of thing, right? That's a huge drop, though. I, I don't know. I, I'd be surprised if we had to continue like this. Like, I'm pretty sure there's still going to be some warm days for sure. I think we finished off the the summer, the long weekend, finished off in a good good point. It was really yeah. hot. It was hot. Like, yeah, like th- this place, like, yeah, if, if you're still down, we can still do it. Like, say, I don't know, we can plan it once we get off of this. But it's worth it, man. Yeah. But it's three hours though, so it, it depends on, like, how you're children can handle my son can handle a long drive my daughter she gets fussy quickly like unless it's unless it's like your wife back there trying to like like we went to we went to last weekend we did uh my sister came down from north bay and uh we planned uh, a weekend with my parents so we saturday we did uh wonderland we went to wonderland and then Sunday we went to King Cardine, and we spent the night there. Um, but the problem is, uh, my daughter got really fussy on the way to to uh, Wonderland. Like she got really fussy, and then she ended up falling asleep or whatever. But um, she's not good with long drives. Like even when we went to the cottage, which was like five hours away, she got she got pretty fuzzy. But if it's early enough, would she still be asleep, kind of thing? Because like, what's early enough? So, for example, of Tobermory specifically, right, there's time slots. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Four-hour time slots. So, let's say that we booked for the 8 in the morning. We would have to leave here around... Um, 5? 4.30, I would say. No, that would that would not that would not work out well for us. We'd have to wake her up. Like, she can't be, like, already asleep and you just kind of pick her up? No, she'll wake up. She'll wake up. Yeah. yeah. She got to be in deep sleep for us to be able to pull that off. Yeah, she would, both of my kids would wake up instantly. My son wouldn't wake up. When my my son wouldn't go back to sleep, he would be awake. Yeah, because the other time slot I think is like either eleven a.m. or twelve a.m. or one p.m. So wait, you have from eight to eleven? Eight to twelve. It's four hour. Oh, why did they do that? Uh, it never used to be like that, but yeah. um, after the one fifty birthday of Canada they made it officially like that and I think it's just to kind of control the amount of idling and cars that are lined up outside the park and just to kind of give it a chance for everyone to kind of enjoy there because there could be, be there could be people there that they're all day mm. and they don't want to leave at all which I completely understand right so you- unless you get like a unless you get a campsite that's around there that you can still hike or walk to the place you can do that for sure or try to find some kind of a combination where it'd be a hotel, 
Airbnb around that area. Do you have to pay to get in there? Yeah. You need to register. Hmm. Interesting. Sounds like uh, it's not very kid-friendly. Um, like little kid-friendly. Yeah, like you would for... Like the trails, like they're they're nice trails, like but yeah, it can be very uphill, downhill. There's some moments where it's very rocky as well, right? Yeah, leave us. Maybe we'll do a poll on Spotify and be like, "Do you want the Knicks to broadcast <laughs> from Tobamori? Let us know, yes or no. <laughs> thumbs up, thumbs down. <laughs> Bro, nobody cares. <laughs> no, no one cares. <laughs> It's gonna be like no no results. <laughs> no shout out to everybody that's been listening. Um, everybody who's been sending us messages that they they tune in. We appreciate the love, support, um, and criticism. And the criticism, yeah. We appreciate it actually. Yeah, we take the good with the bad. You know, obviously we're gonna make mistakes about whatever. And an improvement will always be there too. Right? Yeah. Yes, sir. And we'll try to be, moving forward, we'll try to be a little bit more consistent as well, right? But, um, you know, it is hard because we both got some pretty pretty busy schedules. Like, today I have practice at church, and I'm going to be at church from 3 p.m. to, like, 9. So that's it's a little rough sometimes, but... For practice? Yeah. Well, well three, 3 to 5.30-ish practice... And then we have service at 6. Oh, okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so, you know, man, you, you know what? This is, this is a quick little rant. Uh-oh. What happened to people congregating on Saturdays? I feel like that's not a thing anymore. I think the church that I go is one of the last ones that still has church services on Saturdays. What happened? Like, after COVID, I feel like everybody just ditched Saturdays and they just go to church on Sundays. Uh, What's the deal with that? I, I don't know. Maybe a new culture thing or something that just got people got used to or or whatever the case is. But yeah, there are certain churches that I know. Well, we know specifically some of them that they don't practice Saturday services. And then there's others that can't just because of scheduling of sharing a church with another congregation, right? Mm-hmm. But I think there's still things that go on activity-wise within the church aside from service itself, whether it be prayer whether it be bible study or other things other activities that's going on so it's not to say we're saturday is completely removed um but yeah i think after covid yeah people either stayed in that kind of that new type of uh, schedule that they enjoy and they like or they have adopted going back let me just say this now more than ever man we need to see god's face and we we need to make more time for god and not get comfortable stagnant with you know just Sundays, you know what I mean? That's not enough time. That's not enough time to to go and worship God. Because if you say you're doing it at home, then you're lying. And I, and that's just a lie. Like, let's just face the reality. It's I, guess, not, it's, I guess that's what we hope for, right? Like, we hope for that, you know, church doesn't just happen on Sundays or Fridays or Saturdays. That it continues throughout the week and then mm-hmm. it just gets built up more and more each Sunday, right? That's the, that's the goal and that's the hope that everyone has. But yeah, and there's also the reality of... People just attend a Sunday and that's it, kind of a thing. Yeah, how's how's your uh, how's your situation going with the uh, the place that you decided to be? How do how do you feel there? You feel like it's getting better or it's the same? 
Um, after that conversation we had, after that, um, yeah, like this, the decision has been made. I've already spoken to um, one of the pastors about it, right? I've yet to speak to the other pastor about it, which uh, I plan to do this Sunday, actually, just really quickly. But uh, for the most part, things have stayed the same, right? It's just me recognizing what must be done now. Mm. And uh, thankfully, I know about that. Uh, thankfully, things are clear now of what must be done. So for me, it's just my biggest thing now is just being consistent, consistency kind of thing. Because because of summer and because of things that have been played out, I have been, if I'm not going to, if I'm going to be honest, I've been taking advantage of trying to have uh, trips or plan things or just doing something, right? So. Do you haven't been consistently in church? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we need to make time, brother. Mm-hmm. Make time for church. Um, you know, it is important for us as Christians and if you're listening and you still haven't, you're still on the fence, you know, I'm not telling you to go congregate with us or with you, but, but you make sure you congregate, make sure you congregate. It That's the most important yeah. thing, right? It is biblical where it says to we, congregate. We must do it, you know, and if you make time for God, he will reward you and you know, be be strong and you know just keep just keep just keep moving forward with Christ and you'll see his you'll see him doing things in you and you know open up doors, mm-hmm. which is the most important thing too, right? Um, and you know, like you were saying earlier with this podcast, we're gonna keep going until God says no more, right? Because this is our job too our spiritual job. We're trying to send out the message of of God to everyone who who wants to listen too, right? Shout out to everybody that listens. Like I uh just the other day I was looking at our analytics. We have we've had listeners in in the United States. Analytics. Whoa. Analytics. Okay, they're big word bob. <laughs> <laughs> big word bob. <laughs> um we even had a couple listeners in Belgium. Yeah, that's pretty cool. We had a couple listeners in Guatemala. Deutsche Grenzkontrolle, Irpas bitte, wie geht's? Ich bin ein Deiser Kaufer. Das ist gut, ja. They speak uh, German and Belgian, right? Oh, no. They speak French? I think it's their own language, isn't it? Belgianese or what? (laughs) <laughs> My ignorance is just on full scope right there. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. I apologize. It sounded like you were speaking German. Is that what you were speaking? Brother, it was definitely German, okay? Recognize. Yeah, it sounded a little <laughs> Hitler-ish. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you went there. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me see. We are here in <laughs> the kitchen, kitchen who used to be Berlin. We are on the podcast now for who knows how long. It feels like it's been three hours. Are you still listening? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they speak French, Dutch, and German. Okay. Interesting. All three languages. Comment ça va, mon ami? Bonsoir. De Kitchener, Ontario, Canada. Je suis euh, Nick. Euh, mon, mon, mon ami fait le Nick. Euh, euh, et... Et <laughs> je ne comprends pas. Je peux parler le français un petit peu. Puis aller à la toilette. Well, you already did that. That's but... all I know. <laughs> That's it. That's all I know. Je ne sais pas le français. That's all I know. 
Very nice, sir. All right, brother. Let's end it. <laughs> <laughs> we said it about like two hours. We're already we're just rambling, dabbling. What? Wait, what's the word? We're rambling, rambling, rambling on. Yeah. Uh, I think this is a, this is a long one, but it you know, is. it was a long time coming, man. <laughs> brother, appreciate it. Of course, man. We'll keep it going. God bless every single one of you guys, and tune in next time. A su nombre. Wait, do you want, do you want me to end in a prayer? Or no? Yeah, yeah, prayer. Oh, All right. <laughs> sorry, I forgot. Padre Santo que está en los cielos, gracias, Señor amado mi Dios, por otro día de vida que nos ha dado. Gracias, Señor, por otra oportunidad que podemos estar aquí juntos, Señor, nuevamente. Que aunque sí nos faltamos un poco de días, de semanas que estábamos juntos, que podemos hacer este tipo de proyecto para ti y para tu gloria, Señor. Pero reconocemos que queremos seguir adelante y queremos seguimos este proyecto para ti y solamente para ti, Dios mío. Gracias, Señor, por los que están en nuestra vida, Señor. Que, que los cristianos que están en nuestras vidas, que podamos apoyar uno al otro en esta gran batalla de la fe, Padre. Que podemos seguir adelante a tu en tu camino, Señor. Para ti, Señor, que queremos alcanzar, Señor Dios mío, a los almas también que están perdidos, que no te conocen, Señor. Que podamos usar ese tipo de, de, de práctica, Padre, que podemos levantar su, su nombre, Padre, que podemos levantar su, su palabra, Dios mío, que podemos alcanzar los almas que están afuera de esta de este ciudad, de este país, Señor, que podemos, uh, ojalá, Señor Dios mío, alcanzar los almas que están en Europa, en África, en Asia, Padre, y Sudamérica y Centroamérica, Padre. Y, y reconocemos, Señor, que para nosotros esta meta no es, Señor, para nosotros mismos, esta meta es para ti, solamente para ti, Dios mío, que somos seguidores de Cristo, que somos siervos suyos, Padre, con esa mentalidad que queremos servirte, Señor Dios mío, con nuestro alma, con nuestra mente, con nuestro cuerpo, Padre. Perdónanos, Señor, por nuestras faltas, por nuestras of ofensas, Señor, que reconocemos, Padre, que somos, que no somos perfectos, que somos pecadores, que tenemos bastante que aprender que tenemos bastante que hacer para mejorar nuestra relación íntimo contigo, Señor. Que tenemos que bastante que mejorar cuando estamos hablando contigo en nuestro lugar secreto. Señor Padre, para nuestros familiares que están fuera de su camino, para nuestros amigos que están fuera de su camino, para los que conocemos que eran cristianos que ahora están en el mundo, Padre, pido, pido en nombre de Jesús, por su amor, por su misericordia, por ellos. Por esas almas que están perdidas, por esas almas que están durmiendo espiritualmente. Y pedimos en el nombre de Jesús que Espíritu de Dios alcanza esas almas. Regresa esas almas a tu presencia, a tu gloria, a tus pies. Que pueden regresar a su iglesia, Señor, a su casa, Padre. Que cuando escuchan a su palabra, cuando escuchan esa nueva esperanza, cuando escuchen que Jesús es el secreto de todo. Que pueden reconocer que su vida es nada sin ti. Que somos nada sin ti. 
que necesitamos saber y entender perfectamente que sin ti somos absolutamente nada, que necesitamos reconocer que regresando a ti en nuestras rodillas pidiendo perdón, pidiendo misericordia, pidiendo su amor, pidiendo Señor que somos inútiles, ciegos, enfermos sin ti. Gracias, mi amado Señor, por mi hermano, que hasta hoy, Señor Dios mío, nos está sobrando en nuestras vidas por sus bendiciones, por el trabajo que está haciendo en nosotros y que sigues haciendo para, para su gloria. Gracias, Señor, por todas las bendiciones. Gracias, Señor, por todo lo que has hecho y que sigues haciendo. Gracias, Padre, por nuestras familias y nuestros amigos. Gracias por, los, por la gente que está en, nuestro, en medio de nuestras vidas, Señor. Y ayúdanos, Señor, que podamos seguir adelante siendo la luz de este mundo, siendo la sal de este mundo, siendo el, la diferencia de este mundo, Padre. Que reconocemos, Señor Dios mío, para ser seguidores de Cristo tenemos que dejar nuestros sueños personales, dejar la vida que, tenemos, que queremos hacer, que tenemos que dejar las cosas, las necesidades de nuestro cuerpo, Señor, que necesitamos enfocarnos a ti, Padre, a lo que tienes, el llamado para nosotros, el trabajo que tienes que, para nosotros, para ser para tu gloria, Padre. Señor mi Dios. Te doy muchas gracias. Porque aquí estamos, Padre. Por ti y para ti. Te pido esto. Y todo esto. En el nombre poderoso. Jesús. Amén. Y amén. Amén. God bless you, brothers and sisters. Always. And always remember. Jesus loves you. you. A su nombre. God given the glory. A su nombre. Thank you, God, for your love and your mercy. A su nombre. Forever we are grateful because He is good. And He will always be good. Amen. Amen. <laughs>